in the middle of 300 teens tearing the place apart. Aaron's hiding behind the counter. Oh my god. I saw one girl rip a plexiglass sign in half. It was fucking crazy. Oh, how is everyone? Are we okay? Is everyone fine? How is the golfing games family? <laughs> Did they make it out okay? Welcome to the Weird But Wonderful Podcast, a journey into the minds of strange people doing strange things. This is episode 69. It was going to be all about love, sexiness, love addiction. Can you be addicted to love? Turns out, yes, you can. That's what it was going to be about. Instead, we're going to keep this one real loosey-goosey. We're going to talk about faking your own death, how teenagers are running fucking rampant during COVID, and baby Satan. I'm not too familiar with what's going on with this one but uh apparently a couple won a battle to name their son lucifer after the register tried to bar them because it's another name for the devil like yeah dog how can you what you can't name your kid the devil if you want to the horrified official told them their four-month-old son wouldn't succeed in life with that moniker oh how how dare you how dare you Satan's pretty successful, I'd say. Had a, what, decent career as um, an angel for Jesus or something. You know, it's been a while since I've read read the old book. But, um, you know, Dan and Mandy Sheldon went to register uh, their kid last week after the council office finally opened after lockdown. Furious Dan, 37, a plant hire company boss, lodged an official complaint over how he and Mandy, 32, were treated at their local office in Chesterfield, Derby. He said, quote, we were really excited to go and get him registered, but the woman <laughs> looked at us in utter disgust. She told us she would never be, she told us he would never be able to get a job and that teachers wouldn't want to teach him. Why would teachers not want to teach a kid named Lucifer? Who gives a shit what his name is? I don't give, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what they think if they're going to, you know, of, of, of all the time that I spent going to university and even as a kid dreaming about the day that I would become a teacher and I never thought in my years that I would have to educate Lucifer. I've been giving him the wrong times tables. Been trying to fuck him up. Just so he doesn't what learn things and then take over the way his name's Lucifer, lady. Like, get over it. I tried to explain that we are not religious people, and Lucifer in Greek means light bringer and morning, but she wouldn't listen. Well, it probably means that, Dan, but I think it's also I think the name Lucifer's, you know, pretty pretty heavily attached to uh some other um you know, another another figure. So, just a thought. Yeah, my son's name uh, means uh, uh, light bringer and, you know, uh, morning light. It also means the fucking devil, Dan. And I think, <laughs> I think that's the one that people remember the most. Uh, she even told us that it was illegal to name a child that in New Zealand and that maybe we could name him something else but refer to him as Lucifer at home. Hey, how about instead of his official legal name being Lucifer, what if that was just like a fun little nickname that you gave him, you know, at home and between friends and family? This is, uh, yeah, this is my son, Leon, a.k.a. Lucifer. We call him little, Lu little Lulu at home. Um, 
like what do you mean she's she's giving him suggestions look what if we don't call him the devil but you call him Beazle Bub at home you know Beazle the Bub the parents were told to leave the room while the office checked if she was allowed to register the boy with the satanic title Dan added we were gobsmacked with her behavior eventually she did it but it was through gritted teeth (laughs) She's like, okay, I'll put this one through, I guess. I guess I'll just add this one to the register. Uh, Honestly, we just thought it was a nice name. A unique one. Hey, I just thought the devil was just a nice little name, you know? A nice little, you know, morning bringer, you know, has some other negative connotations, sure. But, you know... I I don't understand what the problem is. I mean, our daughter Adolf, you know, doesn't doesn't find doesn't run into any problems with you know her name. So I just don't, I just don't see what the what the issue is. We didn't expect to get so much grief about it. You didn't expect to get so much grief about calling your kid Lucifer. Okay, Dan. All right, Dan. Derbyshire County uh, Derbyshire County Council said we apologise if they were offended, but it's the job of our registers to advise in these matters as sometimes people are not aware of certain meanings or associations about certain names. Hey, um, I don't know if you know this, but um, Lucifer actually means the devil. Um, so I just thought I would mention that to you before I officially uh, name your kid Lucifer. Uh, seemingly forever so if you just sort of if you didn't mean to associate your kid with satan then perhaps maybe a bit of a different name maybe call him lucifer at home just a thought the devil's name was lucifer the devil the devil's name as lucifer was first seen in the king james bible in 1611 Uh, in more modern versions of the bible he is referred to as satan the UK has very few legal the UK has very few legal restrictions in place for names although although those that contain obscenities and numbers are likely to be rejected this is my kid jack 2 uh, but many countries have strict rules new zealand added lucifer to its list of forbidden names in 2013 uh, and then there are some pictures of them hanging out and it, and the picture actually says Lucifer doesn't seem to be upset by his name. He's also a baby, so you know doesn't really understand too much of what's going on around him. But um, no, it's nice of them to uh, to let people know that perhaps you're about to enter into naming your kid something that you didn't mean to name them. So uh, just so you're aware, Lucifer means the devil. Not sure if that had come up before. Uh, teens. COVID, teens running rampant. They're dressing up. Uh, I posted this on Instagram, actually. Uh, teens are dressing up as mask-wearing grandmas to try and score some alcohol. I'll tell you what. It's a, it's, it's a, I'm just going to say it. it's a smart move. It's a smart move. It's a good move. It's a great move. I endorse it, but I officially don't endorse it. Okay. <laughs> give it, I'll give it the tip of a hat, but I won't officially sign, seal, Deliver it, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, in a pandemic, no one knows you're underage. 
That's what Gen Z has discovered when they've updated the fake ID for the COVID-19 era, hitting up liquor stores dressed as elderly grandmas wearing coronavirus face masks. So, yeah, presumably, if you look old enough, they're not even going to ask you for an ID. So you just go in there looking... <laughs> I was going to say so as ragged as possible, but just as old as possible. And, you know, you don't even get carded. You don't even need the... You don't even need to go through the whole process of getting a fake ID. It's... Genius. I hate to, I, you know, I often find myself <laughs> backing criminals on, on this podcast, but, you know, unfortunately, I can't help that it's a genius move. I can't help that it's a very smart and very creative move, okay? I just call it how it is. The prank has taken social media platform TikTok by storm. Yes! They're filming it too. I love the fact that we've just gotten to the point with technology now where everyone's just filming their crimes for a little bit of clout on social media. Ah, this won't come back to haunt me at all. Record, done, post. Uh, The video of users bedecked as booze hound bubbies. Seemingly victorious. First of all, the New York Post. That is that is the that is the strangest and creepiest thing I've ever fucking read. The prank has taken social media platform TikTok by storm with videos of users bedecked as booze hound bubbies, seemingly victorious bottles in hand racking up millions of views. That is a that of of all the ways you could have written that. That's how you decided to write it. Okay. That you that you get liquor before you turn 21, we're sure, just as a bonus. Again, this is... Someone's job is they're a write-up for the New York Post, and they wrote this, and this is the most whack-worded shit I've, <laughs> I've ever read. Uh, quote, PSA. Use your fakes as much as possible because if you wear a mask, they can't see your whole face. Lol. One adolescent posted on her not of legal age brethren posted to her not of legal age brethren this again who wrote this whoever wrote this is weirder than like this the wording in this story is more strange than the story itself okay this is so weird bedecked booze hound bubbies uh not of legal age brethren what the fuck is going on and what even was this sentence that you get liquor before you turn 21 is we're sure just a bonus Cool. <laughs> now that we have to wear masks, this is the best time to buy alcohol with a fake ID since the early 80s. Stand-up comedian Jason Lawhead posted on Twitter. A red-hot Twitter take. A little artistry can go a long way. One TikTok video with over 1.5 million views depicts a blonde girl getting wrinkles drawn on with makeup. The video then shows the, the made-up gal. <sighs> Fucking who wrote this shit? Using a walker in a parking lot, clutching a bottle of pink liquid, wearing a baggy sweater, wire-rimmed glasses, and a babushka headscarf. In the comments, the poster said the prank took place in California. She tried to talk as little as possible, (laughs) but she was uh, like a little croaky, she said. The old lady was apparently not asked to show an ID. And according to the caption by the poster, the store owner was worried she wouldn't be able to carry the bottles herself. Oh, fuck. That's so good. They're, they're over here just trying not to talk as much. Like, oh, 
just this one, thanks. Just, just this one litre bottle of Grey Goose vodka for me, please. A 92-year-old woman. Are you sure you're going to be able to carry all that? Oh, I'll be fine. One video with over 2 million views shows a woman rocking a grey wig, glasses, and an old person Halloween costume mask with her surgical mask and gloves on. That's the best way to do it because you can't see how shitty the mask is. You know, slap on the fucking the, the facial covering and some glasses. You're good to go. Uh, her surgical mask and gloves on. She seems to be an innocent octogenarian. Why? To whoever wrote this, why did you write it like this? Why have you done this? Speak like a person. Write like a person. Speak like a person. Thank you. The clip shows the girl returning from the mart with cans of Four loco in tow, dancing with her friends while she rips off her mask. Two million people so far have watched the video of a brunette in a headscarf and costume jewelry walking to a wine shop and later twerk on the side of the road <laughs> holding bottles of wine. Jesus Christ. You know, a celebratory twerk. It's it's replaced It's replaced the the victory lap. The celebratory twerk is the 2020 version of the victory lap. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Oh my God, so the, this person is quoted as saying, oh my God, it worked. The poster says, as the duo returned to the car, uh, arm in arm carrying a handle of vodka. And this is how they choose to end this whole write-up with a quote. It's too good, guys, she said. Hey guys, this is too good. And shout out to, did the person put their name on this? Can't find it. Worst thing I've ever read. Um, you know what? I think these kids are going to be all right. With creative, with the level of creative problem solving that they have come up with, sure, they posted their crime on the internet. So, you know, intelligence is fluid, but, <laughs> or something. And they're super just implicating themselves in a crime in front of millions of people. Sure. But that doesn't detract from the fact that they solved that problem of not having alcohol and being too young to get it pretty creatively. And you can't argue with that. You can't argue with results. People always say that. You can't argue with results. And they're delivering the results. So suck it, boomers. Got them. Roasted. Thanks, guys. Roasted and toasted. Uh Chaos erupts when 300 to 400 teenagers are left unattended at a Memphis putt-putt fun center. Memphis, Tennessee, things were quiet Sunday at the putt-putt fun center of Summer Avenue, but it was anything but quiet Saturday evening when things quickly turned chaotic. You're supposed to be with family and friends, so it's supposed to be a fun place, but you see all of these aggressive acts. Lucas Tremble said when he saw social media video of the incident. In a recently filed police report, the company said parents just started dropping off their children. Suddenly, there was a crowd of 300 to 400 people causing the business to be in violation of the COVID-19 compliance. Surely, what do you mean parents just kept dropping their kids off and there were 300 to 400 people? If 300 to 400 people are anywhere, there's going to be some kind of traffic getting into that place. 
they were definitely sitting in a queue to get in. An unreasonable queue, I would imagine. The business decided to close up shop because of overcrowding. Then the chaos erupted once employees said they would not issue a refund, instantly turning the fun center into a frenzy zone. Oh my God. You have 300 or 400 teens who have been cooped up for months. And finally, mom and dad said, guys, it's time. We're going to drop you off at putt-putt. And they're losing their fucking mind. I can't wait to unleash months of pent-up inside frustration on these dotted balls. I am going to putt-putt like you motherfuckers have never seen before in your life. Oh, yeah, actually, guys, um, we're shut down now. And you know how you just paid? Go fuck yourself. You can't have your money back. I mean, you asked for it. Sorry, I haven't even read everything that happens here yet, and you asked for it. You turned around and told 300 to 400 teenagers to fuck off, and also they can't have their money back. I'm surprised they didn't burn that fucking building to the ground with you inside. And then film it and put it on TikTok for 2 million views. And then ride that clout into a hype house. And then sort of, you know, through you know, mutual connections and sort of making content with other people who have, you know, followers around a similar number as them. They sort of, they share each other's audience and then they get millions and more followers and then they end up doing, you know, brand endorsement deals for, you know, like a little video for $10,000 and then they become wildly successful. All because you shut down your putt-putt building and they burnt it to the ground. Thanks a lot, Memphis, Tennessee. The video of the chaos made its rounds on social media through the night. In the video, a girl who appears to be a teenager can be seen tearing apart a plexiglass divider. Holy shit. Again, you guys, you know, you can't, you can't get, you have 300 or 400 teens, right, who crave social interaction. And they've been locked up in home for months. And now they're finally out and about with their friends. And they're kicking it and they're having a great time. And you shut it down. And no wonder they all <laughs> gained some kind of strange ultra strength that gave them the ability to tear plexiglass dividers in half. But this is what happens. This is what happens. She then throws the divider along with a metal rope stand across a counter where employees are standing. <laughs> Holy shit. The employees dodge every item coming at them. Moments later, the young girl was seen spitting at another worker. Holy shit. This has gone, this has gone from zero to a hundred. Oh my God, guys. I can't wait to get in there and fucking score a hole in one. I don't know how putt-putt works. I've never, I've never been to putt-putt. Now that I think about it, I've never actually been to Putt-Putt before in my entire life. So, um, back into the scenario. Oh my God, guys. I can't wait to hit a slam dunk home run on this round of Putt-Putt again. I don't know. Is that <laughs> a hole-in-one? I'm going to get straight hole-in-ones, you guys. You're not even going to fucking know what happened. I'm just so excited to be out of the house uh, play putt-putt and be with my friends. I'm so excited. It's going to be the best night of my life. Uh, yeah, actually, putt-putt's now closed. Yeah, and you're not going to... You're not going to get your money back that you just gave us. Ah! 
filming, Stacey. I'm going to burn this fucking place down. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that wasn't that wasn't me. That was uh, I had taken on the role of um, Susie. The te- I don't know. I don't have a name for it. Um, in the video, the girl appears to be a teenager. Okay, so she's tearing apart the plexiglass divider. She threw it at employees. Now she's spitting at them. Uh, WREG tried reaching out to the young girl in the video to get her take on the story, but so far we have not heard back. Mate, you got you got her take on the whole sitch. It's it's in the video. You got everything that you needed to know about how she felt about the situation in the video. She gained superhuman strength. She tore plexiglass in half. She threw a metal stand and plexiglass at employees and then went on a spinning rampage. What more do you need? Oh, and why did you do that? Because you closed the pot pot and didn't give me my money back. I'm not saying that her actions were justified or warranted, but I'm just saying it's a bold move to tell 300 to 400 teenagers to fuck off and they can't have their money back. I mean, I don't know what you expected to happen. You thought 300 to 400 teens were just going to go, oh, okay, and now we shall all politely leave. Quote, those things can be talked over instead of resulting in physical violence, Tremel said. Uh, who is Tremel? Tre- it just says here that Lucas Tremel um, just saw the video of the incident. I'm, it doesn't actually explain who this guy is. Did they just find anyone on the street? Hey, did you see that uh, video of their teens getting fucking losing their mind at putt putt? Yeah, I did. And I'm upset about it. Oh, f- perfect. What's your name? Oh, my name's Dan Tremel. Cool. Let's get your input on the sitch. Were you there? No, I wasn't, but I've seen a video. Perfect. Close enough. The Senate's general manager, Aaron Boss, said in the below statement that what happened is something the company has, quote, never experienced in 57 years of business. He said all miners must be accompanied by a parent or guardian moving forward. Okay. I am going to hope, Aaron, that there is something in this statement that you've written that addresses not giving people their money back. Because if you haven't, and the only problem that you think is that the teenagers were unaccompanied, then you're out of your mind. This is uh, the uh, Aaron Boss's statement. Unfortunately, yesterday evening, we had an incident that we've never experienced in 57 years of business. Parents chose to leave large groups of teenagers at our facility without their supervision. Some of, those, some of those people chose to create a disturbance, the likes of which we have never seen. We're very thankful that none of our golf and games family <laughs> or customers were injured during this situation. Oh, oh, just in the middle of 300 teens tearing the place apart, Aaron's hiding behind the counter. Oh my God. I saw one girl rip a plexiglass sign in half. It was fucking crazy. Oh, how is everyone? Are we okay? Is everyone fine? How is the golf and games family? <laughs> Did they make it out okay? We're actively trying to identify those involved and hold them accountable for their actions. I'm, I'm hoping that you would hold yourself accountable for everything that the business did as well, but haven't addressed that yet. Hopefully you do. Uh, going forward, any minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. Anyone that is left unattended will be asked to leave. 
well, okay. We're going to ask teenagers... See, the problem when we ask teenagers to leave and then didn't refund them their money, we're going to do that again if we ever see any teenagers in here and they don't have a parent around. Cool. Let me know how that works out for you. I see more plexiglass signs coming for you in the near future. We have been the Memphis area's locally owned place for family entertainment for nearly six decades. We will always welcome those who choose to share their family experiences with us. Please understand this is not a reflection of us or our park. We look forward to serving you soon. The Putt-Putt Fun Center was back open Sunday. So far, only a 13-year-old boy was issued a juvenile summons for disorderly conduct. So, so nothing in there about the fact that you kicked out 300 people and then didn't give them any of their money back. Okay. So, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> I guess good luck in the future. Um, and, you know, my, um, my, 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 uh, I don't want to say prayers because I'm not religious, but, uh, you know, my thoughts are with the Golf and Games family during this time. Hopefully everyone is okay. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this one. Uh, you know, there was something in here briefly about how in New York, a Long Island criminal defendant tried faking his own death to avoid a jail sentence, but the phony death certificate his lawyer submitted had a glaring spelling error that made it a, that made it a dead giveaway for a fraud, uh, prosecutor said. Robert Berger, 25, of Huntington, New York, now faces additional time behind bars, up to four years if convicted in the alleged scheme. That's on top of pending sentences for his earlier guilty pleas to possession of a stolen Lexus and attempted grand larceny of a truck. Punishment that prosecutors say he was looking to avoid. Well, I mean, obviously, guy tried to fake his own death to get out of it. It will never cease to amaze me the length some people will go to to avoid being held accountable on criminal charges. Nassau County District Attorney Madeline Singer said in a telephone interview Tuesday. Scheduled to be sentenced to a year in jail last October on the theft-related charges, Berger fled New York while taking steps to convince his then-lawyer, uh, prosecutors and the judge, that he had killed himself, uh, including allegedly using his fiancée to pass along a bogus death certificate. At first glance, Berger's purported death certificate looked like an official document issued by the New Jersey Department of Health, Vital Statistics and Registry, but there was one big problem. Registry was spelled Registry. Registry, prosecutors said. There were also inconsistencies in the font type and size that raised suspicions. Fucking hell. I mean, come on, mate. You could have just Googled the document. You could have put it into um, Photoshop. And see, this is where a lot of people go wrong. What they try and do is... <laughs> if you're using this technique to forge document, okay, I can't be held accountable how you're going to use this technique, but I'll tell you anyway. What where people fuck up is they try to type in new information into the document. What you want to do is use the existing letters and numbers that are inside the document and like circle around them with like the the cutout tool thing and take the letters you need and rebuild words that way so that it still looks like it's part of the document. It's still in the same font. If you have those sort of like, you know, if you ever like save anything and, and it's compresses and there's sort of like 
maybe a little bit blurry or pixely or whatever. It keeps that as well. So it looks perfect. So um, uh, please don't use that to commit fraud. And uh, hopefully uh, no blowback on me comes as a result of giving you that piece of information. Just a handy sort of uh, tip to have. So I hope you find that useful. Again, try not to use it for anything illegal, but, um, you know, there it is. And that's going to do it for this episode. If you want to keep up to date with all the things going on on the Weird But Wonderful side, go slap a follow on the socials, One Weird Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. But let's face it, it's just Instagram. And uh, you can also find me at MyPixelPersona also on Instagram. Uh, Five-star review, wherever you get podcasts, uh, would super help out the show, you know. It's all about these goddamn algorithms. You know, these algorithms. Who knows how they work, who made them, and who's controlling them? I think potentially uh, it's Bill Gates and something to do with 5G and microchips. Uh, some, it's That's how the algorithms work. Um, at least that's what I've read on my sites. Uh, <laughs> uh, this has been episode 69. Come back for episode 70. And uh, I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.